Because if someone doesn't book you and you don't find out why they didn't book you, one of the most common mistakes is to think that they didn't hire you because your price was too high. So then you might lower your price without actually checking to see if that was a fact. And then while we're here, I'll say, even if someone tells you they didn't hire you because of your price, that's not a reason to lower your price anyways. It should give you motivation to find better clients, right? Being a circus boss is all about being confident on and off stage. It's about you living more of those powerful moments when time stands still and your audience is captivated and connected and everything feels right in the world. Welcome to the Circus Boss Podcast. This is the space where we talk about all things business and marketing related to circus so you can make those big dreams happen. We're your co-hosts, Brock and Eileen, and we help circus performers and producers manage your business with ease so you can spend more time on the flying trapeze. So if you're a circus boss that's ready for more, hit subscribe and join us every week. Your audience awaits. Hey guys, gals, and non-binary pals, thanks for being here today. Whether you are one of our dedicated fans that tunes in every week, thank you, or you follow us on social media, or you found out about us on Circus Talk, thank you for showing up and making time to grow and learn. We appreciate you. Now, in our last episode six, we talked about what a sales process is and how it can help you. So if you haven't listened to that one yet, be sure to check it out because a lot of what we talk about today is building on last week's episode. And today we want to continue talking about the sales process, but from the standpoint of you, the listener, and because we want to dive deeper into how you can feel more confident and comfortable with sales. Because I know this is a big sticking point for a lot of our fans and followers and members and students that we coach. And honestly, humans. <laughs> I think the people that say they do like sales is just because they've been doing it for a while or they've had really good training or both. I don't think anyone really just feels comfortable with sales when they're born. Maybe, I don't know, if you do, let me know. Because I want to have some of that magic power. So if you are a circus professional and you're pitching entertainment or shows, or maybe you're a coach that offers private lessons or classes and sales feel really uncomfortable to you, this episode is for you and we are here to give you a boost of confidence. You know, for me, performing is one of the happy places I love to go to. When I DJ, there's nothing like feeling the energy of the crowd and creating an atmosphere where people are having fun and they feel excited and they're tapped into the most vibrant version of themselves. They feel alive and I feel alive. But I also remember what it was like with the sales side of things when I first started out. I knew what the end product was and how amazing it would be, but I had no idea how to talk to clients about what it was that we did with our company Animate Objects. I definitely didn't feel confident in what to say or when to say it. And that was all really confusing and awkward because who I was on stage didn't match who I was in the office. Hmm. I was really confident about what we sold 
The entertainment was amazing. Mm -hmm. The clients were happy. We would be at events and we would always hear guests say like how amazing this is. But then when I tried to sell it, I was so nervous and fumbling that I would get my words all messed up and would misrepresent how awesome the end product was to the client. I was confident with what we were selling. I just wasn't confident in what I was doing, you know, going through the sales process. But that wasn't where I ended up, thank goodness. Through practice and trying different things, I got better, and you can too. And if you relate, stay tuned because we're going to talk about how you can build confidence in making sales. And stay till the end because we're going to share some tips for ways you can analyze what you are doing to get even better. And if you're excited to learn our secrets and strategies on how to have a sales process that makes your life easier, helps you win more work, be sure to check out our workshop at circusboss.com slash sales workshop. It's happening on July 8th, 2021. And there's a link in the show notes to sign up. And, you know, if you're coming to us in the future, if you're listening at a later date. Hi, future you. <laughs> yeah. The sales workshop replay will still be there for you too. So check it out. All right. So let's get into this concept of like, how do you feel confident with selling? Because if you aren't confident during the sales process, because you're not confident with selling, that's a normal human thing, people can misinterpret that and thinking that you're not confident about what you're selling. Ways to get around this are to forget about the sales process and just focus on what it is that you're selling and practice talking about it to your friends, to your family, to anyone that will listen, or maybe even just go for walks and record yourself. Practice talking about it. Find the words. Just keep talking until you feel like the words that you use and the energy you have with the delivery matches the incredible experience you provide. You want to get that part down so when you are talking about what you do, people can feel it. It's like you're teleporting them to the experience, right? Because these are going to be the words, not only just when you talk about it with your friends and your family, but these are going to be the words that you use in your pricing guide or your proposals, in your emails, and in your phone conversations, because that's what really creates the first glimpse of the experience that you're selling. So think of this as like storytelling, of painting a picture of what it will be like when they actually do hire you. And so really focus your conversations on that energy and that the transformation that you offer, the outcomes that you offer. This is kind of like this big discrepancy that I see. If you've ever taken a class with me for circus artists, you probably know I have this thing that I coach performers how to have a confident bow at the end of their performance. Okay, because I see it all the time where people have this amazing act and then when it comes time to bow, they're like shy and they want to get off stage as quickly as possible. So it's just like tiny little head nod or like this like tiny little bow and then skitters run off the stage, right? And it's like, oh, wait, was that not a good performance? Because I thought it was. Was the performer happy? Like I interpret a shy bow, meaning that they didn't think they did a good job. Mm that they don't feel confident about the performance they just did. And that's what stays lingering in my mind. But I don't think that's what's going on. I think people are just shy of bowing. I think people don't practice it enough. And so in my dance classes, when I used to do dance for circus artists, at the end of every class, I make everyone do bows with music one at a time. Everyone comes up 
just the amount of energy and attention that you put into the execution of your skills in your act, you should have that same energy in your bow. And so that's this discrepancy that, it, that we're talking about with the sales process too. It's like just the amount of execution and attention and love and passion that you put into what you're selling. Like, how do you capture that same energy into your sales process? And it just comes through practice. But that's like a goal I just want to put on the table for you all. Show up for your sales process the same way you show up to deliver your service, whether it's performing or coaching or whatever it is that you do. Yeah, and it can be challenging, I imagine, for people who practice a physical skill and physical expression Mm -hmm. because you're communicating all of that through your body. So when you put yourself behind a computer and behind a phone, Mm -hmm. then you have to learn how to do that with words too. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. And, you know, you can look at it like a numbers game because the more people that you have go through your sales process, the more phone calls you make, Mm -hmm. the more emails you send, the better you get. But you're not going to get better by avoiding it. Mm -hmm. And it's like auditioning. You know, you learn something from every audition you go to, whether you get the job or not. And what you mentioned about not avoiding it is super important, not only because you're going to get better by doing it, but no one's going to do it for you. Yeah. A lot of us wish and dream, have this fantasy of having a salesperson. If I could just get a salesperson that I can hire to do all the sales part for me, I'll be good. But here's the thing. That means you have to get to a point where you're making enough money to hire another person to do the sales for you. And if you have that for some other reason, that's great. You're still going to have to train them to talk about what you do. And so you're going to need to go through this process yourself. Like, how do you explain what it is that that you do through words? How do you capture that energy? You're going to have to train someone else how to communicate that experience. So you're still going to have to learn how to do this work. You cannot avoid it. Yeah. And it's not like another person's just going to show up and magically be able to do this thing that that feels uncomfortable or awkward Mm -hmm. to you. Yeah. Yeah. They have to learn all the same things that you're going to have to learn right now. So... Just dive in and do it. Mm-hmm. And every time you work on sales, uh, we use this analogy all the time, not just with sales, but in life in general. Every time you do something, you get 1% better. Mm-hmm. So if you just go through your sales process 100 times, you'll be 100% better. Oh, that's so true. So... We know that we'll get better by practicing it, but there are also other ways where we can start to feel more confident about our sales process. And one of those is about being proactive. You know, they talk about be proactive, not reactive, right? So then for me, when I'm like engaged in something and I'm like making decisions and I'm like taking actions, that alone helps me feel more confident because I'm like, I don't want to say I'm like in charge of the whole situation, but I'm like, I'm directing it. I'm, I'm showing up for it, right? Yeah. I mean, if, even if you just spend a little time every day, it could be 20 minutes each day and just see how you can move people forward through mm. the sales stages, which we talked about in the last episode. So you could spend that time following up, checking in with people to make sure they got everything they needed. You like know, going to help that person that's in the dressing room, exactly. right? Don't leave them alone in the dressing room. Yes, And asking questions, too. That was another thing we talked a lot about. Mm -hmm. Because here's the thing. When it rains, it pours. And some days in our business, we would have five or six people reach out 
within a couple of hours of each other in the Mm -hmm, morning mm -hmm. and they would all want proposals or contracts. And they want it now, of course. (laughs) So when you spend a little bit of time each day, it just balances everything out. So you are following up on your time, which Mm. is kind of what you were saying. You're not at the mercy of everyone else. And you don't have to rush to respond when they need it because you've already started to do the things. And, you know, I remember multiple, multiple times that we would reach out to one of our clients and they would say, I'm so glad you reached out. Mm -hmm. I was meaning to call you, but I've been so busy. Hey, we're ready. We're ready to book. Mm. And we would have been leaving money on the table if we hadn't reached out to them. Mm -hmm. So that's why we say to be proactive. Mm -hmm. And something else that also gives you confidence is knowing what to say. So we talked about spending 20 minutes each day following up, but what are you supposed to say? And this is where having templates and automations can take the guesswork out. And I'm a big fan of templates. If I'm going to do something more than once in my business, it's going to have a system and a template to it. Cause it's true. I- <laughs> And maybe I do that in my life too. Because from this standpoint, what if I'm having a bad day and my dream client calls? Like, I don't want to worry about like my emotions coming through in a sales email or in a sales call if I'm stressed out. So if I write these things ahead of time, when I'm in like a place of zen and happiness and abundance, then those are the words that I want to be communicating. And that way, if I'm having a bad day or even if I'm in a rush, I'm not like infusing that rush energy into my email because I've already written it. Yeah. And you're not forgetting to put all of the fun and the excitement into the right, email. Right. Yep. And so you can use these templates. You can use a template in Gmail. I don't know if you know that, but in Gmail, there's a place where you can create your own templates and phone scripts save the day because if someone's calling you, you don't know what's going on. Like I would rush out of a meeting or go from one place and then the phone rings and like, if I have a phone script, it can help me remember what I wanted to say in the first place. Right. Another thing about phone calls and phone scripts that was really powerful. So if you just take a moment to close your eyes and visualize before you make a call, what you want that outcome to be and focus on when I have this call, people are going to be so excited and they're going to be ready to hire me right now. And just picture the person on the other side of the phone lit up. And just illuminated by everything that you're saying, you know, and it just helps put you in a nice place before the phone call. And then you have the script. So you're just like, you're on fire, right? And then, you know, you might be thinking, well, what if they call me? Well, I honestly used to do this. If the phone was ringing, I would just take that split second to close my eyes, take a breath and ground myself and imagine joy on the other side of that phone before I would pick it up. So this is honestly tied into confidence and it's going to carry through to the other side of the conversation, you know? So these are little tips of just like setting your, getting in your center, getting in your power place before you get on a phone call. Another thing that I love that really helps me with confidence is automation. And I use this a lot in my business. And the reason that it helps me with confidence is that I have confidence that my business is working for me when I'm doing other things. Yeah. We talk about making your sales process easy so you can spend more time doing marketing and delivering. And automation is part of that. Because honestly, you can automate almost every single step of your sales process. Because you don't need to waste your time tracking down payments or doing other things that you can automate. The two places that we do recommend the personal touch is research and follow up. 
there are ways that you could do some of that through automation, but building a personal connection is there is good. And a big part of automation is actually what we said before is the templates because setting up an automation means, oh, I've created a template and now a software is going to deliver it for me so I don't have to hit send all the time. Yeah. But if you're not there yet, if that's overwhelming to think about having a software do things for you, even just starting with the templates is a great place to start. And something that we haven't even mentioned yet, we did mention we have a sales workshop, but the part that we didn't say yet is that for the first time ever, we're offering 19, 19 of the templates and checklists and scripts that we created and used in our sales process to book a high volume of events for 15 years. So you can grab that template bundle when you sign up for the workshop, and then that will help you set up your sales process with lightning speed. Yeah, I mean, those were really a game changer Mm -hmm. for me, I'll be honest. You had a lot of that worked out when I joined and started working with you. And there's no way that I would have been able to jump into the level that I did Mm -hmm. and start making sales without those. Well, right, because just like we said earlier, if you do want to have that salesperson do the work for you, you're going to need to train them. Having these templates and scripts is a great way to pass off this work to someone else, right? Yeah, and then... Aside from the templates and the automations, part of building confidence is knowing that you're not alone. Mm, So mm -hmm. having other people around you that you can talk to about what's going on in your business Mm. and sharing with what's going on in their business Mm -hmm. is ultimately going to help you Mm -hmm. build that confidence. Because it's not just about having emails and phone scripts and automations that do this for you, part of being a business owner is that personal connection, not just with your clients, but with other people that are in the same sphere that you're in. So not just performers, but other vendors and venues. Because then when you have those circle of people around you, you start to see that some of the problems that you have in your business are not unique to you. Mm, mm Mm-hmm. Everyone deals with pricing objections. Mm -hmm. Everyone deals with chasing payments and contracts. Mm -hmm. And everyone gets ghosted by clients. Yep. And I'll just say, too, that there are lots of industry associations. Mm -hmm. So if you're in event work, there's lots of associations that you can tap into. Or if you do coaching, you know, there's like being involved with ACE. Every industry has associations. And that's a great way to start to build that network. So just to recap here, what we've talked about with how to feel more confident, you know, it doesn't take a lot of time to get better at sales. You don't have to spend hours and hours on the phone. Just set aside a little time every day and you will see progress. And it's important to have people that you can talk shop with. You'll learn a lot and you'll build solidarity when you do that. Absolutely. I mean, our industry associations were invaluable to us. Mm Mm-hmm. And for me too, making that shift of, we ran an entertainment company. So most of the people that we spent our time with were performers, were circus performers. And then I also taught and coached and, you know, that was my world. But when I started to spend more time with other event professionals, it really changed my level of confidence and helped just, yeah, feel more confident in my business and my sales and what we were doing and view it from a different lens. And we talk about this a lot on this podcast of like, you know, If you focus on you're getting an opportunity to perform, it can skew a lot of the conversations and a lot of the strategies that you use. When you can remember that if you're doing entertainment at events, you're providing a service. 
And interacting with other vendors really helped me own that and understand what that meant. And even as a coach, as a coach, honestly, it might be easier for you to understand that you're providing a service because you can see the tangible results in your students. Yeah. I think it might be easier. But with the entertainment, I think it's really common to think, oh, I'm getting this chance to perform. And so it, it skews the sales transactions when you think it's about you getting an opportunity instead of it's you delivering a service and providing a service and helping other people. Really good point. Yeah. But I want to get even more specific here because in circus, we're familiar with how to learn a skill. Part of the learning process is analyzing what we're doing. And whether it's a coach giving you tips on your form or whether it's you watching a video of your act to tighten up the choreography, one way you begin to feel more confident is by knowing where you are now and then tracking your progress as you grow, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, it's the same with your sales process. So we're going to talk about some ways that you can analyze your sales process and improve it because we understand how that concept works. So the first thing you want to look at is what is your conversion rate? Now, hopefully that word didn't scare you. It's not like that scary. It's pretty simple. You just want to look at how many opportunities have you had that turned into sales. What is that percentage? So if I had 100 inquiries, 100 new opportunities this month, and 10 of them booked, that is a 10% conversion rate, right? Yes. Okay. Brock is saying yes, because I'm looking at her. (laughs) Because Brock is my external calculator. If you haven't noticed that yet, when we talk about numbers, I'm always like, I say it really slow to make sure I'm getting it right. And then I look at her for confidence. Sorry. (laughs) Um, Anyways, So you want to know your conversion rate first. Now, I usually just do it on a calculator if I can't, if I don't have Brock here. But when you know your conversion rate, you know where you are right now. That's your skill assessment. Like, how are you doing? How is your sales process doing, right? And then let's talk about ways that you can experiment and improve your conversion rate. So one of the places is lost sale. So you should have a bucket when people don't hire you they go into the lost sale bucket, right? Because no now is not a no forever. Mm -hmm. And you want to send them a survey and you can have it mapped out ahead of time so you don't have to feel self-conscious and actually don't call them. If you're feeling any type of emotional response, like if you're upset or you just don't understand why they didn't hire you, like don't call them. I'm going to be honest here and say that at least three times I can think of right now over my life, over my career of doing this, We've had clients tell us that when they hired us, someone else that had put in a proposal called them and were very pushy on the phone and wanted to know why they didn't hire them. And they may have just been doing the strategy that we're talking about of trying to get feedback of why they didn't get hired so they can improve their sales process. But there was probably something in the energy that the person picked up on and they they called it being pushy. So sending a survey is not pushy and there are words to make it not feel pushy. But the goal is here. You want to find out why they didn't hire you, okay? Because if someone doesn't book you and you don't find out why they didn't book you, one of the most common mistakes is to think that they didn't hire you because your price was too high. So then you might lower your price without actually checking to see if that was a fact. And then while we're here, I'll say even if someone tells you they didn't hire you because of your price. That's not a reason to lower your price anyways. It should give you motivation to find better clients, right? 
Yeah, absolutely. So <laughs> I kind of went off on a tangent there, but back to the point that you can get some useful data here because maybe your costuming wasn't appropriate for their audience. Maybe you didn't have a video. Maybe they got a proposal and that one did have a video. Maybe they didn't understand in the materials that you sent them what the transformation was that you were going to provide. So remember, it might not be your price. I think that's the first place we go to. Yeah. But you'll never know that if you don't ask. And again, like if you're a coach, maybe you weren't able to outline the process that you take a student through. So they don't really understand how you're helping them. Or maybe your class is just at a bad time for them. It could be that simple. So if you're tired of hearing the response that we went in another direction, if you have a survey to send somebody when they've said they're not going to hire you, you might be able to get more information about what exactly that means. So just like when you get feedback from a coach on how to improve a skill, you need to be getting feedback from your clients and your customers because otherwise you're just guessing. So that's the lost sale, but there's another place you can get feedback from your clients and that is at the end of an event for the ones that did hire you. They're your clients. So you're doing a client feedback survey and you're going to send them a survey after an event or after your class. And not only are you asking how the experience was for them, but you're also asking why they decided to hire you. And that's the magic because then you're getting more feedback on what is working in your sales process. Yeah. Okay. So those are two places that you can get feedback. Surveys will help you with that. But there's also things that you can do. And this is like experimenting or testing, you know, if you want to put your like scientist hat on, you can focus on testing one thing at a time, like adjusting one thing at a time in your sales process and see if it changes anything. So you might look at your proposal or your pricing guide or wherever it is that you're presenting your offer. Are your photos like outdated? Do you look at it and be like, oh, I hate that photo. So take a moment, try updating all your photos and then don't change anything else. Just do that and then test it for 30 days. And then C, go back and look at your conversion rate. Did it improve? Or what if you're only emailing? If you're like afraid to get on the phone during any of your sales process, what if you just tried it? Just try for 30 days. Just say, okay, the research and the follow-up, I'm going to try to get a phone call in there or maybe just the follow-up, right? And then track your conversion rate. After 30 days, did it change? Did it go up? Did it go down? You know, it's worth checking these things. And you can also look at this quarterly and annually, but for the testing and experimenting, you know, maybe 30 days is good. So this, the idea of experimenting and testing for me is another way of feeling confident in your sales process because you are showing up and you are directing it and you're observing it and you're making changes. And it's, it's your sales process. It's a part of your business. It's a part of how you get work. And it's not just some big mystery. Basically, all of this is to say is that the more feedback you get from your clients and the more feedback you get from experimenting in your sales process, you'll know what works and doesn't work. Okay, so we're almost out of time for this episode. So I just want you to remember that it's important to feel confident in sales because you want to instill confidence in the buyer, whether mm, that's right. a student that you're going to be coaching or a client that you're trying to provide entertainment or performance for. You want them to know and trust that what they're purchasing will be an awesome experience. And you can build confidence by putting in a little time every day and making sure that you have a network of people to support you. And that you're not alone in this. And that you're not alone. 
And you can get feedback from your clients and experiment with your sales process to analyze and improve your sales process. So try that out if you've never done it before. <laughs> okay, well, that was just 15 years of sales experience dropped into two podcasts that we just did here. So you might have to listen to these over and over and take notes. Totally fine. Just remember, don't forget to listen to episode six if you haven't heard that one yet. And then if you're ready to boost your sales and grab that template bundle that we are offering, head on over to circusboss.com slash sales workshop to sign up. And don't worry, we'll put a link in the show notes too and on the Circus Boss official Instagram page. So thanks for listening and we hope we'll see you at the workshop. Keep being a circus boss. Circus Boss.